You are listening to The Benchcast with your host, the man whose business is benching, Coach Ben. What's up, guys? Coach Ben here. Thank you for tuning in to The Benchcast, the number one podcast if you want to increase your bench press. Today's episode is a recap of this past weekend's baddest bencher meet down in Houston, Texas. It was a fantastic event. Now, this event was built up for a good amount of time. Uh, Tiny Meeker hosted the event, and he did a phenomenal job really promoting the event, getting big-time cash involved, getting some of the best benchers in the world together on one bench, now, he got pretty much everyone who benched 1,000 pounds. I think there's been 10 or 11 people in the history of the sport, powerlifting, to bench press 1,000 pounds. He sent out invites to each and every one of them. I believe in the end, seven could make it to the event. This past weekend was nuts. They were all vying for that 10 grand in cash money. If you attempted a thousand and did a thousand you earned a grand in cash so it was a really cool event originally back in november i just wanted to be a part of this event i just wanted to be there i just wanted to witness history it was a once in a lifetime deal and as someone whose business is benching i felt it to um i needed to be there you know i needed to be at that type of an event it was uh you know really once in a lifetime thing that we might see so uh, I knew I had to be there uh, when I heard it was an open meet it was a push pull me IPA and I immediately was I believe I was the very first one to actually input my registration for this meet I was really jazzed up about it I was excited to be able to compete at the same event as all these tremendous athletes and I definitely got the team involved as well. We had um, three guys come out, a couple reside in Texas, uh, another from Oklahoma, and they all had a fantastic meet. So I wanted to kind of talk about this meet. Uh, many of you who have been following uh, with the podcast videos are in the Better Benching Academy where I've been posting up every single week uh, training recap. You know I was shooting for the 220-pound class world record single ply bench which was currently held by um greg powell all right at 804 pounds now since november late november i've been training to try to take this record okay my body weight sitting around 235 consistently throughout again you go to better benching academy which you can see on bigbenches.com if you have been following along, I've been posting every single week of training leading up to the event, everything that I've been doing, and that was the goal. That was the goal going in, that I was going to cut down in weight, and I was going to take my shot at 810 pounds on my third attempt. All right, so going into this meet, it did not quite pan out that way. The trouble started right off the bat with the water cut now in the past i've done multiple 27 pound water cuts in a year you know, I've, there was a year 
2016 and 2017, I had to do three separate 27 pound cuts. Now, these were routine. This is nothing that was going to uh, potentially trip me up. I was very confident going in that I could get from 235 to 220. You know, at the end of the water load, it was 241, so it was 21 total pound cut. But it was nothing that I haven't done before. So I figured the whole thing was going to be pretty routine. Up until that Thursday, everything was going as smooth as could be. I was pretty much around 230 pounds just from eliminating carbs and sodium throughout the week. Uh, I figured I would be around 230 pounds by the time I started actually water cutting and shedding water. And everything was going to plan. Everything was good. Friday morning was weigh-ins at 11. I started water cutting Thursday night at uh, 6 or 7 p.m. But the one variable that I did not plan accordingly for that I should have did a little bit of um, background checking on or try to find a different situation. The one variable that I did not uh, ever really do before was the steam shower. Now, on those past cuts, I've always used a sauna. Sauna is something I'm familiar with, I'm comfortable with. Um, you know, I know in my head what that's going to feel like, how the water is going to come off. I'm very familiar with cutting weight in the sauna, and this is how I used to do it in the past. <clears throat> this particular meet, I didn't know what the situation would be with COVID going on and everything because up in New York, you aren't getting into a sauna. All right, gyms just practically opened not too long ago. You aren't getting into a sauna. So I did not know what to expect going down to Texas. I figured, you know, I, I was told this is pretty routine. Many people have done uh, steam the shower before. That's not anything out of the ordinary. Um, I figured, yeah, I'll give it a shot. You know, I'm not going to have a ton of weight to lose. So I was feeling pretty confident going in. But I did not anticipate what would happen to me next. Um, I did not agree very well with the steamed bathroom. Um, you know, right off the bat, it just didn't seem like I was dropping water weight at the rate that I should. So it was slow, and I wasn't too, too concerned at first about that. I mean, it sucked mentally being in there, but, you know, I was uh, definitely grinding it out. I had the shower on full blast heat, and I was sitting at the bottom of the shower. There was no tub. I was sitting at the bottom of the shower, glass doors closed, running the heat as hot as possible. I would be able to stay in there for about 10 minutes or so before I really had to, to get out, take a breather. Uh, what I did not anticipate was how I would respond to the steam. Now, being in a room that has had hot water running for six, seven hours at a time, nonstop, Everything's plugged up in the room so the heat stays in. Everything is completely wet, drenched, hot water, dripping off the ceilings, dripping down the mirrors, even paint coming down the door of the bathroom. And I would put my through, myself through these 10-minute water cut sessions, and every time I would come out of the steam shower, I felt... Well, shittier and shittier, which is expected, but my eyes were burning. Uh, I had, it almost feels like kernels, like if you eat popcorn kernels stuck in your throat. Um, it did not feel good. I had a runny nose. I was had a really runny nose. I had some sneezing going on. Um, 
I got down that night to about 227. So it was very disappointing. I only got down about three pounds that night. I was expecting a much quicker rate of drop. However, I go back in, I sleep it off. Um, at that point, I'm coughing a lot. I'm, I can end up dry heaving, coughing, uh, just from this sensation of feeling like there's something stuck in my throat. But I can't have water, so I can't really wash my throat, get it wet with liquid. Um, the best I did was suck on an ice cube. I did take down a little bit of the water, but I was dry heave coughing. It was not good. My eyes felt like they were burning, so I had to put ice on my forehead and eyes. And so I slept it off. I did not sleep good, but I slept it off. In the morning, I was sitting around 225. And I knew I was in trouble with the rate that weight was dropping last night. I was like, something's got to happen here. So I did the best I could. Woke up at 6 a.m., started getting in the shower again. Now, at the end of this, it was about... 11 o'clock, weigh-ins start at 11. I knew I would have to be late to weigh-ins. I was only around 223-ish. Right, I had nothing left in me to give. Uh, I knew if I waited any longer either, then I would be weighing in too late in the afternoon. I wouldn't really have much time to actually load back up. So I didn't want to sacrifice that time either, but I was feeling like garbage. My eyes were burning to the point where I could barely open my eyes. It felt like they were scratched, you know, when you get a scratch in your eye. I would try to open my eyes, and when I close my eyes, it feel like you're really annoying, a scratch in your eye. Water's tearing up in my eye. I'm sneezing nonstop. I'm coughing. I'm raspy. I can't really talk. I, I'm just, I'm completely out of it. It took all that I had to get driven over. Yes, I couldn't drive. There was no way I was able to drive. I wasn't able to keep my eyes open. Literally, I had to close my eyes. I could not open my eyes. Uh, the wife drove me over to weigh-ins. It was really uncomfortable for me. I was I was very uncomfortable at that, that point in time. Whereas in the past, I've done 27-pound weight cuts. I go to weigh-ins. I'm joking around, talking to everyone. This is very much different. I get in there. I don't want to really be around anyone at that point. I'm very, very uncomfortable. I get into weigh-ins. There's a little bit of a line. I almost left because I couldn't hold myself together. All right, I was trying not to cause a scene, just coughing, sneezing, not being able to talk. Eyes are tearing up. I can barely open my eyes. I'm sure people were wondering what the hell's going on with that guy. But I get through it. I weigh in heavy 223. That kind of already shoots those plans that I had to take a shot at the 220 record right off the bat. Um, but at this point, I am feeling like total garbage, and I'm not even sure if I'm going to be able to lift and or even be there to coach my athletes the next day. All right, as the day goes on, I'm drinking water, Pedialyte, Gatorade, eating as much as I can. You know, I couldn't hold myself together to be in a public place to eat. Uh, we had to take everything to go. Uh, I had an appetite. I felt decent physically, but... Think about having a major head cold times 100. You know, I'm coughing nonstop, sneezing. There was times I'd sneeze 20 times in a row. Uh, it was really, really wild stuff. And as the day went on, I was not getting better quick enough. And I started taking all kinds of eye drops. I started uh, having allergy meds. Um, you know, I took everything that I could, Claritin, 
um, pounded a bunch of NyQuil before bed, anything to try to dry out and at least be good enough to go and coach my lifters the next day. You know, the wife had to get a COVID test uh, anyways that day, so I got one as well, and uh, it was negative. You know, I didn't know what the hell was going on. I was like, it wouldn't surprise me if I'm getting something. Um, but, no, I uh, went to bed not even knowing if I was going to – I definitely didn't think I was going to lift, but I didn't even know if I was going to be there tomorrow. I was going to see how I felt in the morning. Woke up the morning of the meet. You know, I, I put on – I got to about 232, so I did put on a little bit of weight. Not nearly as much as I would have liked, uh, but I felt good. I was surprisingly, it was almost like nothing ever happened. I dried out. My nose wasn't running. I wasn't coughing. I wasn't sneezing, and I could open my eyes. And it was the weirdest thing. I woke up. I felt great. I'm almost testing myself as I'm in the bathroom. I'm like, I feel like I'm going to sneeze. Oh, no, I'm not. I actually feel good. I was very surprised. And so I say, hey, I'm going to throw my hat into the ring. All right, let's see what, what I can do. You know, uh, the, the conditions are anything but optimal. So I'm going to lower all my numbers by 40 pounds. So instead of opening 730, I'm going to open 685. And we'll go from there. And I'll just have to compete 242. But at least I'll be there to coach my guys as well. So we get to the venue. Feeling pretty good. Everything is, um, you know, just, just nothing ever happened. And... We start warming up, and the whole team's working together great. They did a phenomenal job. We all needed, like, spotters and handoff help, but the team rallied together, and we were all in different flights, but we all came together to help each other in the warm-up room, on the platform. It was great cohesion. Um, everyone did such a fantastic job. The team was killing it. Matt Huey went first flight, three for three on bench. Zach Jones went second flight, two for three on bench with a PR. And then myself and Adam were in the third flight. I'm warming up in the back. I'm feeling good. You know, I really couldn't say that the weight felt heavier than expected. Uh, it felt pretty much how the weight should feel. And the only thing I could say is that my shirt felt like it fit a little looser, of course, than I was traditionally used to which is pretty much a no-brainer that that was going to happen. That's why I ordered it as a tighter shirt. Um, but it did surprise me a little bit how loose that was. And that's the only thing that really felt off. Other than that, we had great warm-ups. I get out there to do my first lift, and I just laid an egg on it. Uh, probably had the shirt positioned too high. Many at the meet said the bench was felt very low, and uh, it definitely did, and it kind of took me aback and I did not adjust well as the day went on I missed the the opener you know at that point I'm just happy to be there being able to lift and um, I go back take the second I hit the lift felt like good lift they said my butt was up again not adjusting to the low bench butt was up no lift I got one more shot I take 685 again just trying to get a lift in this one I really hit it well it was a good lift but again, butt came up, and I just did not adjust to the bench pad being low. I should have took the time to try to dig my feet back or in a little bit more, or had the discipline to try to push back a little bit more. But so as the cookie crumbles again, it was a fantastic time. Did not take away from the experience I had at the meet. Obviously, did not have the performance that I would have liked, but the team did amazing, and that's. Part of the, the great thing about being a coach is that your emotions get 
just as much tied up in your athletes than it does in your own performance. Yeah, it would have been awesome if I came away with a good performance, a good bench, but the team killed it. And Adam ended up hitting on his third bench. He had a 535-pound bench. He hasn't completed uh, competed multiply. And this was his first kind of getting a benchmark lift. And he just executed over the past 10 weeks. We've been working on breaking in an insert SDP. He executed like a pro to perfection on meet day. And he came up with a big bench in the end. So, I mean, I was just overjoyed for the team. It really had me amped up. And... You know, that's the great part of being a coach is that your emotions ride on your athletes just as much as your own performance. So I still had a fantastic jo- uh, time there with them, and it was a great meet. It was a hell of a show. And in the end, for the baddest venture portion, Will Barati ends up retaining and coming home with ten grand. Actually, probably eleven grand because he did hit a thousand too. Um, he ended up with a I believe a thousand ninety one bench. Then Tony Carlino in second place with a 1,085-pound bench. And then Jimmy Cobb with a 1,080-pound bench. And the crazy thing about that is it was done single ply. Really crazy stuff. Uh, He is by far bar none. Probably one of the most impressive benchers out there in my opinion. You know, nothing against the banded shirts and, and all that. It's impressive in its own right handling that type of weight. But for Jimmy to be handling the weight he's handling in a significantly more technical bench shirt, in my opinion, it's very impressive stuff. So that's kind of how things fell for the baddest bench portion. It was an amazing show. There were some missed lifts, but there were some real balls. You know, like Bill Gillespie going for two more attempts after his first one. He had to put it back in the rack. He is completely shaking. He's pretty much convulsing on the platform. It was unreal to see him come back and at least attempt the next two. Uh, he is a really awesome guy. We met up with him barbecue after the meet. He just happened to be there. And, uh, you know, we ate with those guys. And it was a great experience getting to meet him and all those guys at the meet. Really, was it was the meat to be at if you care about bench pressing. Uh, unfortunately, deadlifts kind of became an afterthought. We did have uh, uh, an athlete on our team who was doing deadlifts after, and um, that didn't get finished for a while. Uh, it probably really should have been a, just a bench-only meet in hindsight, but uh, it was a fantastic experience. Again, can't beat that Texas barbecue, I'll tell you that, guys. And uh, I had a hell of a time, you know, despite what happened there. It's a learning experience, and that's always what I tell my team. You always have to take away the positives. Things I've learned, adjust better to the lower benches. Um, I learned so much about using the Super Katana shirt. I learned what not to do when trying to cut weight again. You know, it was probably a, a situation where the hotel, you know, those can be rather dirty sometimes, and the steam probably um, got everything going in the air. And I was breathing all of that in, as well as the hot water vapors. Um, Really did me in, did a number on me. So I was just excited to be able to lift at the end of the day. It was a great event. I have nothing more to say than that. Uh, That is your Texas meet recap, Baddest Benchers in Houston, Texas. I can't wait to get back out to Texas. I always have a great time coming out there. And, um, you know, I always, if our athletes are competing out there, I'm always trying to be there for them. And uh, it was a great experience. So thanks for listening in, guys. 
I hope you were able to tune in on live stream. If not, you might still be able to go to texanlive.com, check out the live stream of the event. It was professionally done. It looked uh, very, very good. So it's a well-done live stream. Hats off to Tiny Meeker for running such an amazing event, and I sure had a great time at it. So thanks, everyone, for listening. This has been The Benchcast. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give it a thumbs up and share. If you want more information on how to transform your bench press, consider checking out the Better Benching Academy on BigBenches.com. This is the ultimate resource for building your bench. Head on over to BigBenches.com to see how you can get started today.